from the News Channel 5 Network, this is the Tecus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour. Welcome to Tecus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour, where we explore the many issues that arise due to aging, disability, and unexpected illness. I'm your co-host, Tim Tecus. And I'm Barbara McGinnis. In today's episode, we're going to talk about veterans' benefits, how to get them, who qualifies, um, and where do you turn for expert advice? With us to start today's show is Chris Johnson, who is not only a veteran with 19 years of legal and military experience, but he's uh, an attorney at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you start today by just telling us something about the, ty the types of veterans' administrations? Yeah, absolutely. So the Veterans Administration is broken down and it kind of has three distinct groups. It has the Veterans Health Administration, which as you can imagine takes care of all the hospital medical needs of our veteran population. It's actually the largest health care provider in the United States. Then it has the Veterans Benefits Administration, which probably most people are familiar with. The GI Bill is the one that people often hear about, but actually has a myriad of benefits, including the VA pension. And then there's also the National Cemetery Administration, which administers over 136 cemeteries in the United States and Puerto Rico. Wow. And we've got somebody on the later on the show about the health care benefits. So Wonderful. that'll be great. That will be great. So everybody, everybody stay tuned, right? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. All right, so you, Chris, you mentioned the pension benefit. That's part of the VBA or the Veterans Benefits Administration. Now, some people refer to that as a aid in attendance, but it's really what the non-service connected ben ben benefit. Could you kind of explain what that is? I absolutely can, and that's correct, Tim. It's the non-service connected VA pension, and the reason that's important is it is people will conflate the two issues. It is actually the aid in attendance is the second layer of that pension. So the first layer is it's a means-tested benefit for those uh, of our veterans that are age 65 or older or 100% disabled. And if they meet certain financial and military eligibility requirements, they're able to have financial assistance in, in the uh, form of a direct deposit into their account. So it can be a very beneficial benefit. And then if they meet certain medical requirements, assistance with activities of daily living, custodial care, and along those lines, they can actually attain a second layer of the pension, which provides them a financial floor and some stability in their lives. Right, now the rules have changed recently, right? Absolutely. Okay, can you kind of give us a brief overview of how they've changed and how that may affect people who are thinking about applying for benefits? I would love to, so there are two main changes that are out there and the first one is the net worth cap has changed and before that is a good thing it's actually increased before they had what we referred to as a rule of thumb affectionately of about eighty thousand dollars in net worth that you could have uh, your house did not count uh, your personal belongings didn't count tools of the trade if you had tools for work or whatnot didn't count uh, and now what happened is they have changed that number to the communal sports, community spouse resource allowance, which is 123600 and will increase annually based on the Social Security adjustment each year. Uh, that is the first change, and that gives us a hard number, whereas before there was a bit of a guessing game. The second main change is in asset transfers. Prior to 18 October of this year, you could make any asset transfers in order to help qualify for eligibility, but now they have implemented, much like in Medicaid, a three-year look-back period 
where they will look at any asset transfers beyond the $123,600, and any transfers made after that are subject to a possible penalty, and that penalty period can run for as long as five years. Right. Big thing. Yeah. Very big. An well, and another big thing, um, the, the homestead limitation, right? The house doesn't count, but you actually have you're, there's an acreage limitation now. There is, and that, that it can, might be a surprise to some, especially for people who have the family farm. This is a very important development. Two acre thing, right? Two acre thing. So yeah. now your home and two acres are exempt, and anything beyond that will be considered a countable right. asset. And so we'll require some well thought out planning in yeah. order to make sure so. that no harm comes to yeah. the family farm or whatnot. So between that limitation and a three year look back, really some planning needs to go into effect. How do people get help with planning? Well, you get help with planning by you reach out to a VA accredited attorney and that's the where you want to start because as we know oftentimes with especially when you're dealing with government benefits is sometimes one benefit can affect another or uh, sometimes you can get a partial piece of advice and that's where people run into trouble is they yeah. say, well, my friend or my neighbor did this, yeah. I'm sure that'll work for me and what they don't realize is they may have had one similarity in their circumstances but they may have had a, a vast number of different and that the plan for that individual won't work for them and each individual needs an individualized plan. So what does the what do the VSOs, the veteran service officers do? So the veteran service officers work with veterans and they help them fill out the applications and they're basically there to kind of explain the different the different applications, the different forms that are out there. There are a myriad of forms and it, it can be very overwhelming and they help them go through and fill out the form. What they don't do is critical analysis and planning, and that's the difference between or using a VA accredited attorney and using a VSO. A VSO is simply gonna take a snapshot of where you are right there, fill it out, and we'll see up or down if you're approved. But a VA accredited attorney can look at it and take long-term planning into account and perhaps make uh, provide uh, someone eligibility where they wouldn't otherwise been just by taking some very simple steps that are uh, very wise and prudent in their overall estate plan. So there's accredited attorneys and accredited agents that can help people with these forms, with applications. Yes. How would somebody know that, how do they find an accredited agent or an accredited attorney? It's as simple as going on a website, opening up Google, and Googling VA accredited agent or attorney. And it'll take you to the VA website, and you can search by city, by state. You can actually search right down by name. And they have the list of every accredited attorney. There are some 300 in, uh, over 300 in the state of Tennessee. But oddly, looking at the VSOs, there are about 250. And when you look at our veteran population, in the state of Tennessee, our veteran population is over 500,000, with over 214,000 of them being over wow. 65 years old. That is roughly 800 veterans per veteran service officer. And you can imagine that they can be overwhelmed very quickly. Sure, sure. So someone is applying for the veteran's benefit, the pension benefit, what's the typical turnaround time for that? 
So the typical turnaround time that I would always quote everyone is four to six months, and I think that's a reasonable expectation, and that's if your claim is done properly and done appropriately. Um, if there are questions lingering, and we always talk about the fully developed claims process, and that's where you have everything put together all at once, and I always say a little bit of extra time invested on the front end pays dividends on the back end. Our record is under 30 days, and if it's done right and done accurately, the VA can process it exceedingly fast. Yeah, I think right now though with all the rule changes there's probably a huge onslaught of applications. I think I've seen something where they're taking a little longer right now just because of the, the huge volume. Is that right? Oh, I absolutely agree yeah. with that. Um, well, what about fees? Like can a, can a VSO charge? Can an accredited agent charge? What about an accredited attorney? What can, what can they charge for and what what, what not? So there's no charging for the filling out the forms and helping people with the applications and that is simply by statute. Uh, as far as planning purposes, sometimes there are ancillary things that need to be done that can be charged for that are appropriate. But at the end of the day, VSOs do not charge and accredited attorneys and accredited agents don't charge by statute for the filling out of the application. That would be inappropriate. Okay, we've got, I think, maybe about a minute left. Okay. okay tell us about a little bit about the disability program, disability compensation. So the VA has disability compensation program. The big difference are two big differences. So you talk about the non-service-connected pension. The disability program is service-connected. It talks about an injury or a disability you've incurred that has some nexus with your service. And the second thing is it's not means tested and therefore you have a right to it simply by the fact that you served and incurred this disability due to your active service. Can so, you get both? What, yes. Can you get both? You cannot get both. So okay. what they will do is if you apply for one and you already have the other one, the VA will give you the benefit of the doubt and provide you the higher one and they will ref send you a letter back. So where do we go for help? Well, you look up a VA accredited agent or attorney in your area and you call and make an appointment and you go see them. Yeah, either that or a VSO, right? That's Veterans right. And service officer. Absolutely. There's one, I think there's one in every county. There should be right? one in every county. All right, Chris, thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Hang Tim. Around. Uh, next, we'll be yeah. speaking with the Tennessee Valley Healthcare System to learn about the programs they are offering to veterans. Don't go away. <laughs>